two friends, Alan Dale and Jerry Carew, who grew up just a few streets apart in St. John's East End, have been separated by Canada's geography for three decades. They came together virtually during the pandemic to chat about like-minded interests. Alan lives in PEI and Jerry in Newfoundland. Thriving in remoteness has been a common theme for both of them during the pandemic. Gale Force wins. The podcast is the result. And welcome to another edition of Gale Force Wins. I'm Alan Dale, and with me as always, my good buddy from the East End of St. John's, Jerry Carew. How are you, Jerry? Doing fantastic. We uh, are in the first week of September uh, when we're recording this. Not sure when we're going to post it, but I can tell you that it's been one heck of a week. We're recording this on a Friday. There's Hurricane Larry bearing down on us. Tomorrow is the anniversary, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, but we have a guest here who's into wellness, um, and she was referred to us by what I would call is a, is a very good childhood friend, one of the girls next door, I would re- re- classify her as, Rena Hutchings, and she speaks very highly of what you're doing for her. What Alan and I are doing is mostly about the mind, uh, helping people be inspired. But I think, you know, when you're inspired with the mind, your body has to be there to help support it. So we look forward to talking to you, Jill, about that. Hey, Alan. 100% Jerry at wellness is a very important topic, especially uh, after what we've all gone through collectively uh, throughout these pandemics, challenging times for everybody on so many different levels and, and wellness needs to be key to the conversation moving forward. So I am certainly excited to hear uh, Jill's journey and get some inspiration from what she's doing. So Jill, without further ado, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Jill Whalen. Who am I? I am somebody who is on and has been on for several years, a very intentional personal growth journey. I'm somebody who's worked in health, wellness, and fitness for more than a decade, 12 or 13 years now, but things really changed for me, for what I do and for my community members when I launched this very intentional personal growth journey. So um, that's who I am, but I also play many roles every day. I am happily married to my best friend. We've been together for 23 years, which is weird because I'm only like 25 years old. (laughs) And we have three sons. They are 14, 12, and five. And I'm a community member. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a coach. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of roles for sure. (laughs) Three boys, married to your best friend, life has got to be busy in your household with 14, 12, and a five-year-old. Yes. I like to say it's very full, very full, very fulfilling, but uh, there's not much downtime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine. Joe, where are you from originally? I'm from Conception Bay South, which is about 20 minutes outside of St. John's. That's where I grew up. I live now in St. John's. Right on. Mom and dad still out there in Conception Yeah, Bay my South. mother's still there in my childhood home. Yep. Wow. Great. Brother, sisters? I have one brother, older brother. He is just a few, about 10 minutes away from me and a sister about the same. She's, she's still in CBS. All right. So everybody's close by. Yes. So you said you started on a journey. Well, what, what, was the, uh, what was the moment that you made this decision to go on the journey? What was that? Do you, do you want the long story or the short story? Listen, How long uh, do we have? <laughs> We've got the entire internet, so we can consume I, all that. Okay, here we go. I, lo- I love Alan's joke. Whenever anyone asks that question, 
Alan always replies, we have the entire internet. So the internet <laughs> yeah. is yours, Jill, go. <laughs> okay, so I am somebody who found a connection early in my life to exercise. Before, prior to that, when I was about, I remember being eight or nine years old and beginning struggles with body image and body dysmorphia. And that led to a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of personal struggles along the way. But I did in my teen years, right at the end of, of uh, high school and into university, as I was navigating a little bit of a tumultuous time in my life, my parents were divorcing. I found the gym and I discovered pretty quickly that that was an excellent outlet for me mentally and physically by challenging my body in a physical way. I felt like I could sort the weeds. I felt like I could really calm the noise that was going on in my life. So I realized that pretty quickly, but I have to say the whole way along that I did struggle with the pressures of uh, society with diet culture and with all those things as well. So after I graduated university with my business degree, I decided to do the education piece around personal training and group fitness training and nutrition. So I launched that through traveling around the world and kind of studying under the experts in the particular fields that I was interested in, such as pre and postnatal fitness, metabolic conditioning, sports specific training, those kinds of things. So once I had all that education, I started working at a gym here. Uh, a couple of years after that, I opened my own gym with a friend and business partner. We ran that for almost five years. And then it was through that process I began to, and I think it's one of those things as you approach a milestone birthday. I was approaching my 40th birthday. It, this was like 2017. I would be turning 40 in 2019. And in 2017, I started really exploring all of the things in my life. My baby at that point was almost two. Um, my other kids were like nine and 11. And, you know, I've been married by that time for 12, 13 years. And I started thinking, you know, I have so many wonderful things in my life. I have so many blessings all around me every day, but why don't I feel that joy every day? Why don't I feel like I want to spring out of bed? Why don't I feel that every moment of every day? And I decided that uh, some work had to be done and that work had to be done on me. I was very tired of the pressures that I felt around being a fitness coach and being a specific standard or trying to fit some mold. Even the programs that we were offering at that gym, I felt like I was just a hypocrite. I was just doing what I thought the industry needed. I was doing everything else. I wasn't doing anything that was unique. I was not reinventing the wheel. I wasn't doing anything. I felt like I, through following the processes of this industry and what's been done for decades and decades, I felt like I was doing a disservice to my clients and to myself. So I disappeared. I closed my gym. I approached my business partner and said, I love you like a sister. I'm happy for what we've done, but I have to be done with this by the end of the year. I will help you in whatever way you need to transition this, but I have to be done. And through discussions, we decided it was time. We both had personal things that we wanted to do. So we, we, we closed the business completely. At that point, I all but disappeared. I went, I did not make no big Facebook status that I was launching a personal growth journey, but that's exactly what I did. In fact, I don't even think I vocalized it to my husband. I think I, I just realized that this work had to be done on me. I didn't want, uh, you know, I was almost 40 years old. And if I can describe it, I would say I felt like I was in a glass case that was filling with water. Yeah. And I knew that things had to change. I was tired of being run by insecurities around my body. I was tired of my food fears and food anxieties and disordered eating and all of those things. So I did it. I disappeared. I focused on my family and I focused on me. And I told myself, I officially, as far as the public knew, officially retired from fitness coaching. That was made very public. And my plan was to stay home with my family. 
my other plan was to do all this work on me. And I began that journey and it wasn't for a few years after I realized I put, it was only a couple of weeks after I closed the gym that I put my four pillar system to wellness. I put pen to paper on that thing. And this is what I began to practice in my everyday life. And within a couple of months, I felt like a new person. I had that spring in my step. I had that joy in the everyday. Then I continued to practice that the continuation and the habit formation was key for me. And then um, it was about two or three years later that I came out of retirement to a tiny capacity and began coaching at a gym again. And then once the pandemic hit and I knew that I was skilled and I was educated and I was experienced in my own system that was different from what was out there and available and the world was hurting. I knew it was time for me to take this thing public. And that's what I did. Today, we're 5,000 members strong and we're a global community. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I don't even know where to begin. Well, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, that's saying something. Because, Alan, you always know where to begin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jill, I mean, this is, a, this is a path of enlightenment you kind of went on. Yeah, but the the level of intelligence that you must have that you must have to realize in the moment that something's not right here, and I've got to make a big shift. I mean, you've got a business up and running. You got a little family growing. I'm sure that you know there's all kinds of things that tell you don't don't stop doing what you're doing. You got to keep this train moving down the track. But you knew you knew somewhere deep down that. I've got to stop because I've got to get stronger myself. I've got to get better myself because I know I can do more. That's an absolutely incredible moment that you must have been in. Do you remember, was there a moment in time, Jill, or did that just happen over time? I've always known that I'm not the type of person that can shuffle one foot in front of the other and count down my days to retirement. I can't do that. I need to live big. I want to, I, I am guided in my life, my two basic and biggest core values are connection and impact. I need connection with people and I want to make an impact on this earth. Um, so when I decided it was, it was more, it wasn't, I'm the first one to say that I am far from perfect. I am a work in progress. I continue to work on myself every day, but I am completely authentically unapologetically me right now. And that was the turning point. It's when I started to love who I am, I started to tap into my gifts. So when this pandemic hit and I decided to take that big leap of faith, it was with a pain in my stomach that I did. So I was very, I felt very vulnerable putting this out there. I felt very nervous because it is against the grain in my industry, but through encouragement of some very close friends and my husband, I did it. And it's, the literally the turning point in my life, because I now have this community that supports their individual wellness, my individual wellness, and together we're doing magical things. Joe, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> again, Jerry, I can't believe this, but I'm a little <laughs> bit, I'm a little bit at a loss for words. I mean, you, you talk well, about, you are yeah, authentic, yeah. you are me, you're on a, on, so we started the conversation. You gave a whole bunch of labels. You said, I'm a mom, I'm a, a partner, not, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You're, how would you define me now? How would you define you, the authentic me right now? Who is Jill? 
I am guided by my heart and my head these days. I am not guided by external influences. I do what I know serves me. And that I feel there are many, many reasons that entrepreneurs go into business. There are entrepreneurs everywhere you look, and there are many drivers behind that and many different success stories behind that. And that's all fair and that's all okay. But behind me, this is my life. This is my life's work. This is my passion project. That's what's driving me. There's nothing else driving me to do this work every day, except what it cultivates for me personally and for the people in my community. This is about wellness. Wellness is about feeling good. Wellness isn't a shape or a size. Wellness is a state of being. And that is something that can continually be elevated through this work. Wow. I want to go out and start exercising right now, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jill, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago four pillars. Okay. You, you you mentioned that in passing. Can I dive deeper into that? What are those four pillars? Sure. So what I do, I think because for many years I taught fitness classes in a gym setting. So I think sometimes people don't know exactly what it is that I do right now, but I knew that fitness classes is not providing wellness. Fitness classes sometimes are contributing to these demands and diet culture and all those things. So to be very clear in what I do, it's a holistic wellness program. We work on our emotional, mental, and physical wellness. Mm -hmm. So my four pillar system, there are many, many, many components to wellness and exercise is one piece of that, just one, but the basic four pillars, which you see on my, my logo here on the wall, the circle in the compass, it's, that's an art, a local artist rendering of my four pillar system. So it is movement, moving your body. It is mindset, working on that mental health and emotional wellness piece. Hydration. <laughs> we as North Americans and we and, and many other cultures around the world, we are chronically dehydrated. We need water. We need hydration. We need to breathe some life in there and nutrition. And the way I teach nutrition is mindful eating, mindful eating, which eventually once mastered becomes intuitive eating. All food is good food. 100%. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this sounds so well, easy. <laughs> but you, yeah, you know, Alan, I got to tell you, you know, I, I actually have a background. I, I volunteered. I was chair of the YMCA locally at one point. But I've gone through one heck of a challenge over the last little while, and I'm sure an awful lot of other people have. For the first time in my life, when the first lockdown happened, I found myself sitting on the couch watching the news. After five months of that, now I did move a little bit, uh, Jill, yeah. but I did... You know, there's arthritis creeping into my body. I'm still struggling with that relative lack of movement for the first time in my life. So I'm 55 years of age. So you're really resonating with me now. That slowdown in my life mm -hmm. is impacting me still 18 months later. So, uh, you know, how, what do you think of that? Yeah. And the movement piece, like we are creatures that are built to move. And so when the pandemic happened, it was such, and this is, I don't say any of these things to make people internalize it as a guilty thing, but the world shut down. We were literally not allowed out of our homes. So as you said, that relative movement, I know for me, the way my day would start alarm at four 30 off to the gym to do my own workout, followed that with my coaching, my clients, raced home, got my kids ready for school, drove the kids to school. Then I came home, finished getting ready, went to my office to work for the day in my accounting profession, and then back home and then drove the kids to all their activities. So just that movement of in and out of the house or in and out of the car or up and down over the stairs, getting ready. All of us lost that, right? That was all de-escalated so big. And that's why I wanted to be really careful 
when I launched my wellness program to call it a movement pillar, not exercise, not training, not fitness, none of that. We have to move these bodies to keep them well. And movement is so closely linked to your mental health as well. And that's why we struggled so big. It was all the news was doom and gloom. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of anxiety. And then there was very, very little movement. So if we could take these practices and put them into play, not just in our pandemic life, but in our post, hopefully someday pandemic life, when things ramp up again, we will be able to take care of ourselves. We will be much better able to feel well over the long term, no matter what comes our way. Wow. Yeah. So sorry, Alan. I mean, I'll tell you something. You know, I have a lot of books in my house. One of my plans when I retired was to sit and read them. Well, funny thing is, you know, during that lockdown, there was a lot of time to sit around. Uh, I actually didn't read many books. Uh, and and the, the thought now of what so-called retirement looks like is totally different. But I'll say one thing, uh, another thing that I noticed, a lot of the seniors in my life are struggling. Um, they, they really are struggling. You know, I lost my mom a couple of months ago. That was health-related issues, but there's other people, uh, you know, I think seniors really need some help after this pandemic. They're not moving enough. I agree. And I think too, um, sometimes for the seniors, the anxiety has been a little more because they are considered a vulnerable group. There are sometimes underlying issues. There's family members such as me with my mother trying to protect her with all I have. And, and all of that feels heavy sometimes, but in my community, it's interesting because the way I build the workouts, my workouts are very much based on science. They are not just thrown together and they are scalable. So I call this, one of our catchphrases is anybody, any meaning any shape, size, doesn't matter, any gender, anybody, anywhere, anytime. So we have our youngest community member right now is 18 years old and our oldest is 81. Wow. Uh, Jill, the description of your day there a few minutes ago made me want to have a nap. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. That, that was an intense day. Uh, I, I often, you know, Jerry and I often ask people that are, you know, into these kind of very busy lives and doing really interesting things. What do you do to kind of clear your mind, detach from it all? But it's clear to me that what you're doing is all encompassing. You're constantly in that state of uh, it, it, it's your passion. You're mentally in this game. It's, it's, it's wellness. It, mm-hmm. There's no detaching from this. This is all encompassing who you are. And it's a, am I right in assuming that? Or is there something, is there something that Jill does that uh, takes her away from all of this kind of stuff? No. And I'm no robot. <laughs> I'm very, I'm also very transparent. I'll also reiterate again that I'm not perfect. These days I don't work. So I worked, I graduated from university with a bachelor of commerce in accounting and auditing. I worked with federal government as an auditor for years. I'm retired from there now. I was last working with a renewable energy company right when the pandemic hit. And then I hit a double layoff. I was laid off from the gym and the energy company that I was working for. But through the growth of my community, then during lockdown, I decided it was time for me to go through the encouragement of my husband. Um, it was time for me to give this everything I have. It deserves everything I have. It, one of my greatest strengths is the ability to connect with people and coach people. And I feel like um, because of the way the world was changing, the world needed a little more of that. So I'm all in with this right now. That's not to say I won't go back to my accounting profession. I don't have any plans in the moment, but life changes and I have an open mind to that. But 
I take care of myself. I have boundaries. I have lots of self-care practices that I do. I do um, courses with the Beacon Center with clinical psychologists. I do things to help me manage everyday life and everything that I do every day. That being said, people often say to me, I get this comment a lot, Jill, where do you get the energy? But the truth is, and the fact and the science behind this is that I create my energy. I create my energy through the way I eat, the water that I drink, the moving my body that I do, and then the sleep and all of the other things that I do to take care of myself. Um, Sorry, I only got to jump in, Jill. It's funny. Uh, I did a business degree, uh, you know, 30 years ago, but uh, I did work for a couple of years in an accounting environment and it's... Not to knock anyone who's an accountant, but dear God, it was the most boring thing I ever did in my life. And, 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 and I, I, I finally found what my passion was, which is connecting with people. The problem I found with accounting was staring at a spreadsheet, trying to find two cents drove me bananas. So the fact that you are a connector, but you also have that skill set uh, is, is, in my opinion, is rare. Yes. And it is two different things, isn't it? It feels like two different completely things. But I always liked in school, I always liked the the right or wrong answer, you know, and that's why in business school, I really enjoyed accounting because I knew if it was right or I knew if it was wrong. And I was always um, pretty gifted at math. So I really enjoyed that. And I knew also just my safety zone when I was young, I thought, I know I can get a job. If I've got something in accounting, I know I can get work somewhere. And then that's why I did both. I did both for so many years because the the fitness coaching gave me that connection with people in a way that I wanted to inspire and motivate people. And I guess I did both because I enjoy both, but this, I cannot say that being an accountant is my passion project. (laughs) I can say that this is my passion project. Yeah. <laughs> is there any accounts that could say this is my past? I'm sure. There are. I'm <laughs> well, sure not, there are. Not, not this one. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Uh, Jill, you talked about your husband encouraged you uh, to do this. Jerry and I are fortunate. We have very, very supportive partners ourselves. And many people that we talk to, uh, they can point to people in their life that are supportive, that are foundational, that help them for. Tell me a little bit about the importance of that in your life. Oh, Peter and I have been together since he was, I'm, I'm actually seven months older than him, but he likes to tell me that I'm a year older and, and he likes to remind me that I was born in a whole other decade than him because I was born, <laughs> I was born in 79 and he was born in 80, but we met in high school and we have been dating since he was in grade 12. I went to his prom with him and we went through university together. He's an engineer. Um, he's also in business for himself. So he has a lot of great insight and a lot of good, um, you know, he can, he knows me better sometimes than I know myself. So he can offer me really valuable advice. Actually, we, he's part of the whale and wellness team more as a, you know, a higher level strategic help. He's not on the payroll or anything like that, but he does say that uh, when I asked him what, what his, he's definitely in business development and growth with me, but I asked him what he wanted to have as his title. And he said, master of encouragement, of course, because that's who he is. That's what he is. And I tell a lot of an awesome title master of encouragement. And that's, that's what he is on our website too. And it means everything 
to me to have that, to have that at home. And I often tell stories. One component of my virtual bootcamp program is called Tea Time with Jill. And it's basically just a chat like this, a Zoom session where we just explore all kinds of different topics. And I tell a lot of personal experiences, things that I've been through in my life, the way I navigated them. Sometimes it was a really hard thing. Sometimes it was just typical things that people experience. And many, many, many of my, my examples lead me back to Peter. Like when he encouraged me first to... Um, finished my business degree when I wasn't so sure about myself and a lot of different things, but he is definitely a very strong rock behind this thing that I'm doing. That's great. I, I just linked into him on LinkedIn. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's probably like, they're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, his ears are burning. <laughs> it's amazing though, to have that rock, as you say, in your life, isn't it? I mean, there's something I know that for me, uh, my, my wife can almost see in my eyes when I'm challenged by something or it's almost she can read it before I say it. And it's such a great feeling to know there's somebody in your life that gets you without yes. you even having to talk. Right. And uh, yeah. And so that's a really fantastic. Many successful people we talk to, they have that. They have that piece that they can they can be vulnerable with. They can, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I find that the, like, I mean, of course, I'm learning like everybody else is as you as you go through your marriage over time. But I think the fact that we've been together so long, we've really grown up together. And also, we have that understanding and awareness when one needs encouragement or one needs space or one needs help or one needs attention. And also another great thing is that Peter is every bit as hands-on a parent as I am. So it's really helpful in the things that I do now that my business has grown so much that he's there and he can do, you know, the boys are every bit as, as taken care of in his hands as they are mine. Tell us about those boys. That's got to be a busy part of your life. Tell us about that. It's busy. And you know what? It's just, just another thing to add to um, it's 2021. We all know and are learning that gender does not matter the way we used to think that it did. And I have three children who were born as male and until they tell me otherwise they're male. So they're, I have three boys yeah. and um, I can tell you, you can't say boys are easy, girls are hard or vice versa, because these three boys are so completely different. <laughs> I cannot believe that I could have three and they are, they are so completely different. But my oldest, Peter, named after his father, he's 14 and in grade nine, just started grade nine. My middle boy, there's a whole podcast episode about my middle boy, Hunter. He's 12. He's gone through a hard year. He was diagnosed with a tumor in his spine almost exactly a year ago. Um, but he's okay. It was a miracle. It was cancer free and he's, he's recovered from surgery really well. And then my little babe that we were, we were that family that was on the fence about the third baby, but, uh, we're so happy that we have him. He's in grade one. His name is Max and he's almost six. Wow. Wow. And I have two be- children and there's four years between them and they are so different. And that gap can be really challenging. That's a hairy gap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And you talk uh, throughout the conversation, Jill, you you kept mentioning the word my community, my community. What is that? Describe that to me. For me, it's all about the community. Like, I'm not one. It's funny because I guess it's my personality. I'm very type A and I'm very driven and I'm very like, um, 
go, go, go to the point where I've had to learn to slow down. Sometimes I've had to really learn how to take proper care of myself because I am that way, but I'm also the one, as I said, I need connection. So whether you're my dentist or you're my mother's friend, or you're somebody I see at Sobeys, we're going to probably have a chat. I like people. <laughs> I really like people. So that's just in, in building this, I wanted, I knew the components of the program that I would offer. I knew I would offer the fitness classes, the teaching time sessions, the yoga session, and it's grown too much more than that now, but initially that's what it was. And what everybody said, especially we had 96% retention rate from the first session to the second, what everybody said from the beginning was I came for the workouts or I came for the, um, you know, I came for the nutrition coaching, or I came for the mindset work. I didn't expect to gain friends and support and a community. And that's exactly what we've built. We've done so many initiatives. We've, we've done so many charity things. We've done so many things out in the public together. And even for people within the community, my members, some of them have struggled through some really hard things this couple of past couple of years. So we've either raised funds or sent our love or done different things to try to help each other. And we continue to do that. Every day is not perfect. Not every day. Everybody wants to show up at five 30 in the morning for a workout, but we encourage each other and we get it done together. Yeah, we're, we're certainly stronger as a group than we are as individuals and building that, that sense of community and knowing that everybody's got a piece and they're all part of it. It's wonderful when you're immersed in it and, and you're focal to it. You're, you're making it all happen. And, and does that come from Newfoundland upbringing? You want to talk to people? You want to, you know, what is that? Where does that come from? Because I've lived in places in Canada, I can tell you that the community is there, but it's not as present as it is in Newfoundland. It could be a part of that, I think. It could be, or my upbringing, or the fact that I have been blessed with some beautiful relationships in my life. Maybe it's a little bit of all of that. Yeah, what a great way to describe it. I've been blessed with some beautiful relationships in my life. I want to dive into one part, one pillar. I, I kind of, I, 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 I have a little bit of an understanding of the other three. It's the mind, the mindset, the the mind piece. Explain to me how you help people in that area. I call it, well, it's funny. One of our slogans, one of our shirts says, welcome to the shift show. Welcome to the shift show. Because once your mindset shifts, you can understand that you're capable of pretty much anything. I completely changed my own life through adopting these four pillars and taking care of myself, the spring in my step, I always say, I come down here in the morning and I do what I do with my community. And I emerge out of this studio as a better version of me. My kids get the best of me. My husband gets the best of me and I get the best of me that day. So it's about really, um, working through or healing any past experiences and then moving forward and keeping your mind open to the whole bunch of experiences that are waiting for you around the corner. A lot with my clients that has to do with either um, uncomfortable situations around moving their body and exercising in the past, or sometimes it's a lot of unlearning when it comes to food restrictions and food mm -hmm. diets and, and food anxieties and fears. So those kinds of things, once you get a handle on that, because those things, because it's a vulnerable piece, it's a vulnerable section of your life, those things can be all consuming. And that can be a whole lot of noise that holds you back from a whole lot of other things in your life. So once we sort those things up and start undoing it and unraveling it and seeing through the weeds, then we really can open our minds to some big and bold experiences in life. Yeah, the way the way you articulate that is impressive for sure. Very e easily understood. 
Um, so how many people are on your team? How many people work with you day to day? Day to day, there's only four of us. Right. Well, actually, there's five now because now we have our own. We used to operate the virtual bootcamp out of a Facebook group. And that was something that we realized early on through our rapid growth that we had to move beyond. So we have somebody who's a platform administrator for us. And then we have the rest of us. Now, as I said, my husband is not really involved on the day to day stuff. So it's just the four of us. And then and then Peter on the sidelines. But I'm also partnered with what I what I've tried to do over the last year and a half since we began this is to fit together as much value into the membership as I possibly can so that my clients can fully experience holistic wellness. So I've added a yoga instructor. I've added a clinical psychologist. I've um, added Alex Blagden of the Elder Cottage. She does a cooking class with us, building on those food relationships. Um, We have added, I'm looking at my list, a registered dietitian. So we have many components now, but those people, I refer to those people as my professional partners. Right. They offer the sessions once a once a four week session of boot camp with me, but the day to day there's four of us. You uh, forgot you know, to give a shout out to Zoe. I'm just on your <laughs> website here now. <laughs> I was about. I actually I expected her to come in because when I start speaking to the computer, there's a barn door there, and she yeah. opens it with her paw and comes in and gets on camera like she knows her moment. But Zoe is the nine pound pug and Shih Tzu cross, and she is more popular than me <laughs> over <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Uh, good leaders, which clearly you are, surround themselves with good people and then they listen to them. And it sounds like you're doing exactly that with your core team and then that uh, group of professionals that surround you as well. as. What I love too is these professionals that I'm partnered with, they are all doing their entrepreneurial piece. So I'm able to boost what they do and they boost what I do. And we are all working together. It's, you know, community over competition for me always. Right. Uh, so... We, we, we hear you come from Conception Bay South, great upbringing, all that. Know what you're doing in the moment, and it sounds absolutely amazing. What's on the horizon for you, Jill? More of the same. Um, virtual boot camp, a lot of people thought that that was something that came too late because of COVID-19. It certainly was launched at the timing it was because of COVID-19, and my schedule was quite free. <laughs> but I do love this virtual platform. And I do feel, I do strongly believe it's the way of the future for the fitness and wellness industry. On top of that, because of COVID-19, things are hopefully starting to lift a little bit. We are moving into in-person things. So I'm booking speaking engagements, retreats, all that kinds of thing, all within the four pillar approach. And you got to see uh, on that note, I see on your website, you have a retreat booked in corner book um, for October. It's sold out. Um, yeah, actually, yes, we, uh, we first, the first date for this corner book retreat was last February. That's what we had in mind. And then things, the second wave came and, and that didn't happen. We launched this one. It's been in the works for a while. Ticket sales went up Wednesday night. It sold out in under five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was just done. Now the, the venue that we're having it at is not an overly large venue, but it was very exciting that it sold out so fast. So just a quick question on that. So you have, obviously you're online, you have people all over North America, maybe do you, your membership? Yeah. Into, we have members in Austria, Australia, Malaysia. We are all over the place. So these people uh, in October, Cornerbrook, are you getting any visitors from away or is it just Newfoundlanders? It looks like so far the visitors that are planning to fly in are more maritime region. I guess everybody's still, I think on the travel spectrum. Yeah. 
How excited must those people be? Because they've been just virtual. Many of them probably haven't traveled in a while. Like you can't wait to get them all together, I would imagine. It's so wonderful. We got to do a couple of events this summer here locally live and to see each other. It's like long lost friends coming together. It's beautiful. Jill, uh, a great story, great journey you're on, yeah. great path. It all sounds amazing. You're making a real impact for a lot of people, and that's admirable. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Jill, we often ask our guests to leave the audience with one small piece of advice. Now, you've done some interesting things, and mm-hmm. you're clearly, I would, I would argue, you're, you're an enlightened person. So what would, that, uh, what would that piece of advice be? My number one thing is to be authentically you. And if you don't understand quite what that looks like yet, then do the work to get there. Don't try to fit a mold. Be you and be unapologetically you. Fantastic advice. Jerry, your thoughts on that? I'll, I'll you know, this, I, look, we started this thing, Alan, together in December of last year. This, Jill, is why we've started it. What your uh, sh- you know, sharing with us today, the thoughts, I need to live big. Welcome to the shift show. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? We get a lot of comments about the name of our show, you know, uh, Gale Force Wins. It's about winning and, you know, not at the cost of everything else. So I think the value that you've brought to this discussion, the community and the wider community to me is is exceptional. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, hopefully we'll stay in touch. Maybe there's some some things we can do together down the road, but this has been a wonderful uh, morning. Thank you for giving us your time. I appreciate it so much. And I think me coming on the gale force winds with a hurricane warning was pretty serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, uh, another wonderful edition of gale force winds and uh, what an inspirational conversation uh, with Jill Whalen, who's clearly making a difference to her community, making people feel better about themselves, better about people that are around them. I mean, this is how a society grows in a positive way. It's because of people like Jill Whalen. Jill, I, I can't get over uh, what type of impact you're having uh, within community and, and broadly and what it must be like for those boys growing up in your house. And it must be just a wonderful, wonderful place to be. I want to thank you for joining us here on Gale Force Winds. It means a great deal to us. Very inspirational conversation today. And I always like to leave the audience with my own piece of advice. And quite simply, that is, Jill, the world needs more Jill Whalen. So <laughs> keep up the good work. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. This has really been a shift show for me. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S dot com. 